Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Abundology Podcast. I am excited today to talk about flow because I get so many questions about what is flow? How do you get in flow? What's the definition? All of that stuff. So I have invited Michelle Werta here today. She is an entrepreneur. I don't know how many things that you have done over the course of your life, Michelle. Also a coach and energy reader. And she's now guiding creative women with her flow biz group coaching. Uh, she also is an artist, which we may talk about a little bit more um, as we get into this too, because art is one way you can kind of get yourself into that flow. So Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you, Renee. It is my pleasure and I'm grateful. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, like I said, yeah, <laughs> like I said, this is one of the questions that I get asked the most because I talk a lot about being present and being in the flow. And people ask me, well, what is flow? What does that even mean? So how would you kind of define it? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it can be an elusive thing. It can be, you know, similar to like mindfulness or presence, like, okay, well, how exactly, you know, it's like when you're in the ocean, how do you describe the water that you're in? You know, it's like, you know, it's it's uh, it can be difficult to describe, uh, but the classic way that flow is often referred to is, as you just said, being in the flow, the sense of things all kind of aligning, working out, there being a sense of ease, there being a sense of um, almost like that natural serendipity that everything just kind of falls into place and you feel very present. Like I would say ultimately flow is a presence practice. It's a practice of being in the present because the flow, the present is always in flow. Life itself is always in flow. However, I take a bit of a different tack with flow um, just because I feel there's this, you know, okay, well, that's great and everything. Um, you know, tell me about like when, when people say, what is mindfulness? And it's like, well, um, it's this and it's this and it's this and it's this. Uh, but there can be a real practical approach to, to flow as well that um, I love to work within and talk about and support others in finding because I think my experience is that flow is also a little bit misunderstood um, because it's expected to be one particular thing and people get really frustrated when they feel like they aren't in flow and I believe that the reasons that we're not, I know for myself, when I'm not in flow, there are very practical and tangible and grounded reasons why I'm not. So there's the expectation of what flow is, and then there's the reality of what flow is. Ah, very good. I like that because, yeah, we just think if we follow these steps, it will get us into flow and then we can, you know, be there. And some, like you're saying, it's kind of elusive sometimes. And I like to think of it more of, you know, you're, you're into your body more and out of your mind. And yeah. it's that I, I recognize when I'm in it, when I just like lose track of time, like you're doing something and then it's like, oh my God, six hours has gone by. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's definitely, you know, the kind of classic definition of flow from, and of course I'm going to, <laughs> Unfortunately, probably butcher his name, but there was the researcher back in late, the late uh, 1980s, uh, Mikhail 
Chickless, yes, yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people know that classic book on flow, and he studied flow, and it was really um, what he found was what they call that getting into that flow state is a place of when you're in optimal performance. It is that kind of classic thing of like when you lose sense of time, when you're uh, playing an instrument and you just get completely lost in the notes, and you're creating and composing, and it's all kind of. Uh, it's all synergizing at the same time. And you're just, that's why I say again, this, that is that very much of that presence practice. Like you get so present, you're, you're in the moment, in your heart. It's not about head. You're not thinking like, oh, I got to get into flow now. You know, like that's not how it happens. But unfortunately, that is also the expectation that a lot of people have is like, they think about flow that therefore they will be in flow. And the thing that with all of those, you know, the, the, all the researchers, even though I don't feel that flow is about being an optimal performance, because that's a little pressuring, you know, it's kind of like, wait, can flow be natural? Can flow be, you know, a sense of, of just being and uh, creativity? Creativity, of course, is, is like flow-rific. You're always, it's a beautiful, anything doing anything creative is going to be a practice that will help you find that flow. But, you know, it is the practice. It is the showing up. It is the discomfort that we can experience of, of how do I, like you said earlier, like the step-by-step step and get into flow. Well, it's not necessarily that easy, but it also is essential that we do show up and go step-by-step step into things so that we can find flow or that find flow can find us. So it's not just the assumption of like, oh, well, if, if I feel really good and if I'm really high vibing, all of those things are fantastic, but it's the actual practical doing and practicing and showing up in the stuff that maybe doesn't make you feel so comfortable, you know, like any sort of creativity practice, since I'm also an art teacher, a fluid art teacher, people often will say like, I don't want to lose control. I don't want to get messy. I don't want to deal with, you know, not knowing how to do something. But it is in the not knowing of how to do something and in the practice of it, and showing up in that step-by-step -step process that eventually we do find the flow. You know, like the musician who practices thousands of hours and then finally, you know, gets this experience of like, you know, they do the concerto, you know, flawlessly. And they, at the end, they say, oh, well, I, I didn't, I, you know, I, I was taken over, you know, yes. like I was totally in the flow. And it's like, yeah, but you also spent. 10,000 hours, as they say, you know, Edison making the light bulb, 10,000 hours that you put into it to find that state. So I just really like to humble the idea around flow that it is a very embodied practice of showing up to flow to be able to find it. And so how would that on a day-to-day -day basis, the practice of showing up for flow, what were, what could be some of the things that we do that that are showing up that we that can lead to like you're saying you know practicing for thousands and thousands of hours or even athletes that you know when they're out there in that run you know let's be real we've heard runners say so much that the first three months of running they hated it and then they finally got into it and you know and yeah. get in the flow yeah 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 absolutely well the 
a really consistent way and easy way, uh, easy once you get into it, but <laughs> a consistent and reliable way is creating healthy habits of how you show up, what you apply your energy to. Um, because it's like the, you know, the whole, if you think of neuroscience, it's that whole thing of like, you know, the, the, the neurons that wire to get, you know, fire together, wire together. So what it's like similar to when you're driving, we don't have to think about driving. We're in flow when we're driving because we've done it so many times and things have all wired together and fired together. So being able to choose what is your healthy habit that you're going to create consistency, consistently? That's why this word practice is really important too. What are you willing to practice at? Taking the baby steps, whether, you know, so that you can get to that place where you feel like you're starting to tap into flow. So whether that is, you know, your exercise, whether that is your meditation, whether it is, you know, meal prepping so that you can make your, you know, process of nourishing yourself be a more flow thing instead of, you know, ah, oh, damn it, I got to, you know, make another freaking meal. And oh, you know, <laughs> a time, we're all time poor, you know, because life is moving fast and fast and faster these days because of uh, technology and all of those different things. So, in a really practical way, I know it sounds a little, you know, pedantic and a little kind of like, uh, you know, saying, hey, you know, if you get into good, simple, healthy habits of practice, you'll be able to create flow. It sounds elementary, but it needs to be sometimes in order for us to like get back into flow instead of overwhelm and instead of you know, all of the the easy distractions that we all can have to just be on all the time and, and our energy pulled in so many different ways. So that's what I, you know, I often tell clients of like, we've got to really bring things down to those simplified baby steps and choosing something that is like, if you want to find flow in your scheduling, in your business, we've got to bring it down to what are the simple things that I can do consistently to build on them so that I can find ease and find, you know, that sense of flow within them. So, and that doesn't mean like we get stuck in rote repetition. It just means we're showing up and being able to, you know, be in practice with the small steps. So it's, that's why I say it's like humbling because we all want Insta fix. You know, we want things to be, you know, we don't want to wait where, you know, I, I know this is a huge generalization, but I, I, and I see this in myself too, this like just wanting, like there's a, there's a really big impatience factor going on in life. Yes. You know, in how, you know, competent are you? How much are you getting ahead? How seen are you on social media? All of those things. And I know that this, this is goes, you know, we're talking beyond flow stuff here, but, you know, there is this uh, uh, tendency for things needing to be fast. And the, the one of the secrets to flow is that slow consistency practice, screwing up, 
starting over, screwing up, trying it a different way. That's the creative process that we then be able, you know, we're to be able to find flow in that consistency. It's not about Insta anything, you know? Yeah. I do see that with my job too. Um, you know, yes, there's the tech, the stuff I do with putting stuff on, you know, YouTube and all that stuff. But really my job is to connect and pass on spirit messages from your spirit guides. Yeah. So people think, well, what do you do? You know, do you just sit down and it happens? Oh no, this is yeah. the, my half hour, my hour that I'm doing the reading. That's just kind of like the cherry on top. They don't see the whole morning preparation of the breathing and the yoga and the cards and the gratitude practice and all of that. That gets, you know, that is really my spiritual practice. Yeah. And so when I talk to people about a spiritual practice, and I love to hear, you know, we're we're kind of talking very much about the same thing here. It isn't what you would think a sitting and alming. Sure, that could be it. Totally could be it. But mm-hmm. also it could be being mindful as you make your morning oatmeal, yeah. you know, breathing for five minutes when you're standing outside drinking your coffee. Yeah. So yes, all of those things. Yeah, those things, they all add up. I love how I love that example that you're using, because it is it's like, you know, you are an a beautiful intuitive that, you know, is tapped in. And when you bring those things through, you know, it could feel like insta flow, divine messages. But yeah, uh-uh. you've got so much like, yes, it's beautiful that they come through, but you have so much that you've already been doing to tap into the flow, to be open to that, to showing up to it. You know, it's like that. I always like that visual of like, you know, you can't take from a closed fist, you know, it has mm-hmm. to be open, you know, to receive as well to, to give and how it's open is by showing up and like, like literally like, okay, here I am. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do all these things in the name of finding the sweet spot of flow, you know? And the thing that I also joke around about with, you know, is the idea that we're finding flow. It's actually like flow is always there. Yes. Always there. Yes. If we just look out in nature, you oh. know, just walk outside and, and there, you know, yes. Absolutely. And, and we are the ones that have been dis- disconnecting us from flow. Yeah. So really what we're doing more, what we're saying with these practices is, is connecting, getting yeah. back into connection of the universe. Absolutely. I love that. And and I love that you brought up nature because that's that is my biggest spirituality. Like and, and things that I do, my work is is often based on models of nature because nature is always, always in flow. It's always teaching us how, you know, how to be in cycles, how to be in rhythm, how to be present. It's always teaching us just being and, and naturally existing. You know, and yeah, we've got these big, beautiful brains that are telling us, you know, all of these different things. And we've got technology that is creating a certain amount of distraction and, you know, all of those different things, you know, affecting our brain and finding that flow. We're always going to find it in the moment. And if we just take a sec to tune into our own true nature and to as well tune into nature around us, it's always going to be mirroring back how to be in flow. 
So it's a, yeah, absolutely. I will say that that is one of the things I love about the astrology cycles and, uh, you know, the, the seasons that we're in. And even today, as we're recording this, I know I'll release it a couple of days later, but we're recording on this super blue moon. Yeah. And one another cycle that we're going through where we get the opportunity to connect, to connect with nature and the, the cosmos, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear, if I may ask you, that how does this, with your astrology and your beautiful work that you do around that, how would you say uh, people can really use and connect with this super blue moon to their flow? Well, as we know with the moon cycles, let's just stick with those because there's so much that, you know, that we could talk about. But the moon cycles with the new moon and the full moon, you know, occurring every month, um, that new moon about starting something new. The full moon is about releasing. And so this one being very rare, being the super moon and a blue moon. I mean, we don't have another one until 2037. Very rare. Um, Also, all of the planets that have been in retrograde this whole summer have Mm -hmm. got us really thinking about what are we doing next? Churning, rethinking, is this what I want to do? And then this beautiful moon comes along and allows us to release our older versions of ourselves, the stuff we're done with, so that we can welcome the new. Of course, right when fall is getting ready to start too. You can't make this stuff up. Yeah, such good timing, such, yeah. You know, it's funny, Renee, actually, when I was driving over to where I'm at right now this morning, I had this thought, and it totally is in flow and aligning to what you're saying, which I was thinking about something, and I heard myself say in my in my head, <laughs> I said, the old me would have thought that, but the new me doesn't. Oh, And I was like, who said that? <laughs> you know, but it was like, oh, but that's really true. Yeah. The old me would have thought that, but. <laughs> well, yeah. and our society, we're so much in our heads. Yeah. You know, especially in business. And that's why I love what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. in business, we have the belief, some of us, that um, it's what we're thinking and what we're doing. And we're, it's all coming from our heads. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, is that necessarily true? Yeah. The, okay. So that's a whole big conversation <laughs> flow and manifestation that I also take a little bit of attack from um, because, I, you know, I, the jury's out for me around the whole idea of like thoughts becoming things and, um, you know, that we create our own realities through our thoughts um, I believe the way we think is is really important and like what you're saying, like, and I'm relating this to uh, what you're saying with business, because there's often that idea of like, oh, well, if I just think about how I want things to be, if I visualize them, how I want them to be, you know, yeah, do all those things. But for me, the, the part of finding flow is in somatic manifestation. This is what I call it. And somatic manifestation is about embodied manifestation. It's again, very much of that natural approach, you know, that it's like, you can think about things all, you know, till the cows come home. And yes, thought, I believe has, you know, you know, for better or for worse, the good, the bad and the ugly of thought 
it's powerful, but it, but what about the actual getting into your body and being present and the doing and the taking action, you know, that is, you know, I, I know that I'm preaching to the choir here because I know that you are someone who really believes in embodied action, you know, but that is like, sometimes I find that that's, that's the key. It, the key also to manifestation as well, you know, like when you want to manifest and make something real, it sounds again, you know, kind of like elementary, but because I work with elements in my work often, you know, I, I say that a little bit with tongue in cheek that it is like, mm, yeah, and you can think it, you can visualize it, you can vision board it, you can do all of those things. But if you don't have the actual action and because the action shows your belief, it acts on your belief of what you want to create, what you want to do, you know, in business, in life. But the thinking it can just spin you out into a, a bit of a uh, illusion that you're somehow in control of what's going to be manifested. Yes. So, yes, you know, it's a both and, but I will always say to anybody and to my, you know, I always say to my clients, I say this to myself, it's like, you can think about it and you, or you can do something about it. And if you, you know, even if you're confused and don't know what to do, do something to move the energy. You know, the whole nature runs without thought on things having to be a certain way. Nature is always in a creative process, a creative and destruction. The energy is always moving in nature. So it's not that, of course, you know, rest and rejuvenation and restoration. Again, nature teaches all of that again, you know, and that's part of flow as well. Flow is not just about, you know, being in action. It's about how can you be flowing into restoration as well, just like nature does. But anyway, yeah, with the business stuff, it's like, it, just do something, do something to move the needle that is going to help shift the energy instead of thinking about the energy needing to be shifted. I would love if I could just think about making a million dollars and sit here and it would just fall from the sky into my <laughs> arms. Wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> we all want that, right? We and we, I don't know. We've probably heard a million times. Yes. Thoughts become things. Yes. And we're acting as if there is action. And if we understand how energy works, which is getting back to really what flow is, the flow of energy, we must align ourselves with what we want, with that energy. And that yep. takes action and steps. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. You got to work with it. Um, I have a one of my main philosophies in the ways that I work as well as um, using that 80-20 rule. It was originally like a, the Pareto uh, principle used in economics, but it's also actually uh, something else in, that is true in physics and in nature. And it, the long and the short of it is basically like what I believe is if you took 100% of life, let's just say, let's put it into business terms. If you took 100% of your business, I'm only actual, actually capable of working with 20% of that business that is effective. The other 80% of what happens is up to life, up to nature, 
I, I'm not in control of that 80%. And that includes people, places, and things. What I am actually 100% in control of, if we're talking about control, is that 20% that I can actually apply and be in flow with. Because it, and can that gives me personally, and this is, you know, what I teach as well, it just gives me in, uh, an incredible sense of freedom. And as well in, uh, it, it takes the overwhelm button and it brings it all the way down to like, what can I actually do that I can be 100% effective or 80 to 100% effective in versus how do I control all of this and be on top of all of this? Because that's just, unrealistic you know yes so if you can show up for that 20 percent with you know all that you are all that you want all that you desire all that you can do that was that's also within your skill set you know then you can eventually create you know those 80 percent or 100 percent results but within that 20 percent of what you actually have control over This is why I love that you're doing what you're doing, (laughs) because I don't know how many people understand this part of um, this, of of doing business this way, basically. So you started recently, um, and that's why we're talking, because I love this idea, the flow biz group, uh, excuse me, flow biz growth coaching that you do. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> it is. So I've been working as a creative entrepreneur with creative entrepreneurs, primarily, mostly women, um, for, you know, since 2006, I left psychology and went into coaching because I wanted the freedom in coaching. And honestly, I didn't want to um, be in the pathology and mental you know, mental health insurance world and everything with clinical psych, uh, beautiful work, not saying anything of any sort of dissing, but it wasn't, um, you know, I wanted to be in something that was a little bit more, um, freeing. So, um, so I've always worked in this realm of creativity and creative entrepreneurs. And, uh, so, then I became at a, <laughs> I'm jumping way ahead here. So when 2020 hit, I was actually my, I had worked hard for a couple of years to save up so my son and I could go traveling for all of 2020, sold the houses, closed down the business so we could just do the life, you know, the life laps, <laughs> they call <it> laptop lifestyle, <laughs> see the world with my son. And then we know what happened in 2020 found myself, you know, we had to come, we came back home. Um, we were in New Zealand at the time and came back and I was like, what now? Oh my God. Like, uh, you know, it just, it, it took a sec. I ended up going, pouring myself literally into fluid art because I needed to create beauty. I needed to feel intentionally out of control, (laughs) you know, because this thing that I had worked so hard to create in our lives, it just like within, we got five weeks out of a year long trip, you know, and it just was like, it just was done. And there was no, nothing to look forward to in the sense of, oh, we can just recreate it. Cause it was like, you know, the world was uh, as uncertain as AF, as they say, you know, yeah. So, um, so I found myself just literally pouring myself out in fluid art and I just 
I uh, fell in love with it. And I started to, um, after about three or four months, I piece, yeah, started making pieces, commissions for people. And then I created a course and I started teaching. So it was literally art that brought me back into trusting flow in life. So that's, you know, that I did that for a few years. And then when I became an empty nester last year, um, at the end of last year, I was, I just got it very clear that the combination of this sense and, and symbolism of flow and going back into the business coaching um, realm and being able to interweave, you know, intertwine those two aspects of how do we find flow in business. And the way that I find flow the best is using the model and metaphor of the elements and of nature. So that's where like flow biz growth is about being able to do your business naturally your way. And it, it has a build, it has a system just like in nature that you can build your signature offer, your signature system, your business through working with nature, working with the elements to be able to build something that's going to be sustainable, not just because you've gone step-by-step step through a natural process to clarify your why, get into what it is, clarify your message, um, and sell it in a way that um, verifies it and then also uh, helps it grow and scale, but you're doing it in a way that it is aligned to your true nature, to you know, it's it's all about alignment. It's all about being able to honor truly who you are, what your skill set is, and how to be able to step through the system so that you can create that signature offer that really is like unshakable because you've gone through a natural system of development to be able to bring it out into the world and offer yourself and your services to others in a in and also in a simple way. I really, really feel, Renee, that the simpler that we can make things, the simpler we can create our focus um, and what we are, how we're doing living our life and how we are doing our businesses, the better. That's how we find our flow instead of trying to add so much complication and keeping up and the bells and the whistles. And you know, it's this is a big statement, but I feel like we haven't changed that much as human beings of our basic needs in, you know, a long time. But we have these technologies and we have all these things that tell us to be, you know, it's kind of like the, I don't know, <laughs> the in the 80s or 90s, whenever it was with the bionic man, you know, it's like, or the bionic, <laughs> you know, it's like bigger, faster, stronger. You know, and all of those things, there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's taking you out of your uh, self, you know, and if you're just complicating the fuck out of things so that you don't even know where you are because you're spinning so fast, you know, then I think it's a really good time to look and go, how can I simplify and make things more aligned with who I am and what my true nature is and also what my true skills are? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that it's manageable, so that it's sustainable. So that's, um, so in a nutshell, I know this isn't a nutshell because I just explained the whole freaking tree. <laughs> <laughs> but but Slobis Growth is to help 
um, entrepreneurial women who are in that place in their life when they want to create that legacy building signature system and do it in a natural way that makes it so that it is truly sustainable for them. And it does, we work on mindset, we work on marketing, we work, it's all uh, built into the system, mindset, marketing, somatic manifestation, and as well, money and mindsets. So all of that is, it's a transformational business program. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I think it's great. And and you have generously offered our listeners a couple really great things. Can you explain that? Your 30-minute um, uh, free idea session? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I have um, one of my services is I have a thing called Idea Alchemy. And um, this is usually a two plus hour intensive where, you know, people hire me to be able to really get into the ideation and really start hashing something out and see the whole system of how something can get laid out. Um, and including, you know, what, what is it, what to name it, how, you know, how is it going to work out there and everything. So, um, but what I do offer uh, for people who are interested in getting to know me and me, them is a 30 minute, like a mini idea alchemy session. So, um, of course, we do whatever we can to help move the needle, um, as well as looking at what are the blocks and things that are in the way in the moment, what's coming up currently to bring that idea out. So that is um, I have those uh you know, schedules so people can do those 30 minute free little mini sessions with me. And if you do one of those, and if you want to join Flow, which is currently running, um, we are still in beta stage right now. But if you want to join um, through the end of the year, I'm offering to your Abundology listeners um, at your podcast, you can use a code that Renee will have, you know, we'll put it in the show notes. I'm sure that you'll do that. Sorry. But so there's going to be a coupon code that will allow you to have a $150 discount on the program. Um, and that will allow you to enter it. <laughs> it bucks less because I know, abundance is important. It and is important. And I that is very generous. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate absolutely. that. And sharing um your wisdom about flow. Hopefully this has answered some questions that people have had, you know, have about it. Um yeah. and you Maybe are right. Provoked a couple new questions. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and you are right. I will put all of your links and the coupon code to save $150 in the show notes. Um, one more time, Michelle, I want to thank you so much for being here and, oh, and talking with me. You're just, you're delightful, my dear. Oh, right back at you. It's been really fun. It's been really, I appreciate you so much. Thanks. <laughs> thank you everybody for listening. And we will talk to you again next time.